0: Hey guys uh welcome back to my channel for another episode of porn star confessions today i've got a very good friend of mine lock thug aka hector ramirez
1: yeah what's up oh so we just finished a workout at the gym so that's why i look like this right? Now. <laughs> <laughs> dude you look fine what the
0: fuck dude okay this is weird because like i don't know i mean hector know each other extremely well in person but anyway how did you
1: get started in porn oh man you know i remember going through my adolescence right when i was hitting puberty and i remember seeing a stripper on some television show back in the day and i found it to be so erotic and i remember at that point on i would like go in my room and shut the door and pretend i was a stripper i i don't understand it like even like I would try to make, like, little thongs out of my underwear and shit. I was, like, 14. I don't even know what the hell I was doing. Um, But then growing up, like, I always knew that this was what I wanted to do. Uh, But I just didn't know when the right timing would be. And so um, I think in the in the last year or so, I kind of, you know, I went through a divorce, went through a lot of craziness in my life. And then I just said, you know what, like, I have one life to live. And kind of when you get in that rut of this is where my life is, you start to really think like, okay, like I really only do have one life and we should really try to things that, uh, that we've always sought out in our head or in our mind or things oh, that yeah. we thought would be fun to do. Jesus. Yeah. That was kind of deep. I know. Yeah. But. No, I, I just think it's interesting because <laughs> everyone
0: that like most of the people that I talk to, everyone's always like, oh yeah. You know, I just kind of fell into it by accident and realized I could make money. No. It's very rare that someone's like, oh, this is totally what I wanted to do.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, I think that for some people, it's a calling. I know people may not like get that or understand it because it's, you know, in fact, the other day, somebody was like, well, are you doing it for the money? Or do you think you're doing it because you just enjoy doing it? And I was like, I'm doing it because I enjoy doing it. I mean, there is money that comes with it. I could probably be making a shit ton more, but I enjoy it. Like, it, to me, it's fun. Okay. Yeah.
0: Well, you also lived a very repressed
1: childhood, right? Yeah, we were talking about this earlier. Um, You know, I grew up in a in a very conservative military family. Um, You know, and so I have a lot of love for my country, a lot of love for religious beliefs, um, because that's what I was. Family values are really important to me. Um, But along with that, there came a lot of, you know, you have to be a certain way, you have to act a certain way, you have to believe a certain way. There are certain things that you can and can't do. You can't look too feminine. You have to, you know. And so from a young age, even before I hit puberty, there was a level of this is how you're going to be. Uh And then as soon as you hit puberty and you realize exactly what they were saying and you start to have feelings and emotions and you start to, um, for me being gay, you know, looking at other men or at that time it was other guys in school, you know, you start to deal with all of these emotions we get you know that the way that you were raised in a way has really fucked you up because uh as you go into that world and into that realm you know that it's wrong in the core of who you are based on how you were raised and that's a really hard battle to have to deal with at such a young age when you're just you know trying to live your life and i say this all the time that gay people have to they, they're almost like born again, that's like a Christian term, right? But born again when they turn 20, 21, 22, because so many gay men don't have a heterosexual upbringing, or they had a heterosexual upbringing, but they never had the opportunity to date, to talk to another guy, to, to really deal with the, with the feelings that a normal teenager would deal with, to work out through all that complexity, of love and sex and you know how do you court somebody how do you flirt so oftentimes they're suppressing all of that emotion and then you turn 21 22 and all of a sudden you're put into this other realm and the gay community can be toxic but you're put back into another toxic level at that age and then you have to relearn everything and i think you you relearn some really bad habits
0: that's interesting i never really thought about it like that yeah like that's because, yeah, no, you don't go through the whole stereotypical, like, oh, who are you taking to prom? Right. Let's, you know, go buy you a corsage for your day. Yeah. Like, you don't, yeah you know, you don't have, like, the
1: first kiss with, you know, Cindy in sixth grade. like Yeah. For so many young gay men, and I don't know what it's like in today's generation. Um, I'm right at the very, very end of being a millennial. Uh, but... What the... No, you're not. Yeah, I'm like right. In 19- no, you're not, dude. Because I'm, I'm not a
0: fucking millennial, yes, you and are. you're fucking older than me. You're a millennial. No, I'm not, dude. We can Google this I'm shit. I'm Gen X, dude. No. I fucking we'll, Googled this we'll shit, motherfucker. No, he's googling
1: the wrong stuff. No,
0: he is not a fucking millennial. You're Gen Listen, X. Listen, he's putting all
1: my shit out there. I am not a Generation X. You are not um, a fucking. Yeah, millennial, no, no, no. Millennial starts at it starts at 1980 and it goes up. No, it doesn't, it, dude. It starts in nineteen eighty. Listen, let's get back to the deep conversation. We'll have this <laughs> argument later. Off but you know what i'm saying is that at that young age when everyone's going through that you you're learning how to lie and i hate to say that but you're learning you're learning in a way how to survive without the support that normal kids would have and you have to learn to deal with it you have to learn how to how to cope how to deal how to survive and so you have survival skills and i think that's why the gay community is so resilient i think that's why the gay community has been able to overcome so much it doesn't mean that we're perfect it doesn't oh, yeah. mean that there's not full of toxicity out there but they're also a very strong fucking group you know and um and i see that even with my own brothers and sisters that are straight like you know uh, who i am today is just such a strong man a strong person and when i see other people in heterosexual world that i don't know if they could deal with that i just don't know if they could if they could deal with it because it's such a young age for so many of us we we had to survive huh Interesting. I never, like,
0: because, like, I've done numerous channels on, like, the fucked up shit in the gay community, Mm -hmm. but I've also talked about the positive, too. I wonder, do you think that a lot of the problems in the gay community are rooted in that lack of love? Yeah, lack of love or just lack of, like, the, you know, you're talking about, like, the traditional, you know, you go through this and... You know, it's like they basically start when they're 21 and, like, you know, and then they go into the clubbing and and partying scene, whatever else.
1: Well, let's talk about it. You know, what is unconditional love? You know, unconditional love is saying, I love you as the whole, as the person that you are. And you may disagree with the way that some people live their lives or the values that they have or even their morals, ethics. But unconditional love is saying, I love you. You're my kid. You're my son. You are a human. And when you start putting love, like condition on that love, you can't tell me that that doesn't carry into adulthood because you've already learned what that condition is. So when you go from one, one of the things, and this is, might be interesting to you too, is there is this whole, it gets better campaign. And it was interesting because at the time I was president of a really big gay nonprofit organization back home. And I remember thinking to myself, what a falsehood, what a falsehood. Does it get better? Yes, it does get better in some in some ways it does. But you are literally going for some gay men and women. They're going from one toxic upbringing right into another toxic upbringing because all of a yeah. sudden you you can't you're not fitting in here. You go into gay culture, and all of a sudden I remember I did it. I thought I had to tweeze my eyebrows super thin. I thought I had to have the makeup on. I thought that my outfits needed to be perfect, and they needed to be really good, and I had to walk into a club and, and be what I thought gay culture in society wanted me to be, which was opposite of what straight culture in society wanted me to be, right? Nice. But this was toxic, but this was e- easily, um, it, it, it was toxic as well. Damn. And um, and it's one of those things that we don't talk about in, in, in gay culture in our community enough. It's one of those things that it's like it's like the silent kill. It's like drugs, right? It's like all of these things that come within gay culture. But we never talk about the deity or the root of why it's there. And so when we talk about unconditional love, if you don't have that love for yourself, and when you're a adult, who gives a shit? You know, if your church is telling you that you're sinning, if your family is telling you that you're sinning, at that time the military wasn't letting you in, you yeah. couldn't get married, how, how are you going to grow up into... An adult where you don't have issues with being gay, when literally everybody in society is telling you that. Now, I get that not everybody has had that upbringing, and some people have had really beautiful upbringings, and I applaud that. I, I genuinely, yeah. I, I really do, and I love those parents. I love those stories. But for a lot of us in that generation, it, it was not. It just wasn't.
0: Yeah. No. I mean. <sighs> The one thing you said, though, that makes a lot of sense is that you you basically trade in one extreme for another. Because, like... I don't... um, Like, I like to kind of stay away from politics, but one thing that... One of my biggest issues with the the gay community in general is, Mm -hmm. like, this whole idea of, like, acceptance and tolerance, but only if it's directed at me. Mm -hmm. Like, I know a ton of gays who are conservative... But nobody else knows because they would get crucified for it. They would get, you know what I mean? Or if they're Christian or if they're whatever. It's like, you know, referring to like gay Mm -hmm. society. Like, aren't you just perpetuating the exact same shit that you suffered just in reverse? Mm -hmm. You know, like, Mm -hmm. it's just like, I don't know. It's like, you're right. You're not accepted over here. And then you get up over here and you might have to hide certain sides of your self or whatever, like, I know a lot of trans people mm. are, like, pro-gun and have concealed carry. Sure. But they can't say that shit. They have to pretend, like, oh, I'm anti-gun, because, you know, they don't want to get canceled. Like, that's culture. fucked up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: Have you ever heard the statement the oppressed act out the oppression? So, essentially what, what that means is that when you're oppressed, for whatever, X, Y, and Z, right? So mm. back in, god, in, not that long ago, let's go back to, like, the 60s or the 70s, you know, in San Francisco, for example, there, they had, you know, well, first of all, beyond San Francisco, there were sodomy laws all across the country. I mean, yeah. the, the the gay rights movement really is not that old. It's still very, very young. And at that time in San Francisco, gay men and women would be in these establishments and they would have to blow whistles when the cops were coming because they were going to get their ass kicked, yeah. right? And so the saying, the oppressed out, act out the oppression is that, when you're oppressed, and in this case, sexually oppressed, right? You couldn't, you couldn't be free to love who you are. You couldn't be free to do X, Y, and Z. What ended up happening next, you look at Stonewall when all of the drag queens, you know, um, Marsha P. Johnson stood up and, you know, uh, there was another in the camera, she was a Latina. But they, when they stood up finally, you know, there was a lot of sexual freedom because you kept a whole group down saying who you are, what you are, the dynamics, yeah. the love. You can't do that. So th- what happens, and this is just historical, when you oppress a group of people, they are going to act out on that oppression. And so even around, and I guess this is kind of taking a detour from where we're talking about guns and everything else, but the reason why I say that, that people really, when we talk about all of the hypocritical things, the woke people, all of those things, there's a huge demographic within gay culture where people act out on that oppression. Um, and I don't know if those two connect at all, but... So basically, yeah.
0: is what you're getting at, like, that? Is it kind of like how a lot of people who are abused grow up and become the abuser themselves?
1: I'm um, sure. I mean, I guess i never looked at it like that. Um, you know, because, like, there's two things that happen. Sure. If
0: someone's, like, abused or oppressed or whatever, they typically either grow up and become the protector, or they just grow up and perpetuate the exact same abuse on somebody else. Sure.
1: I mean, I guess our adulthood is a reflection of our childhood in some ways. Yeah. Um, one of the things that bothers me, every year around June, around Pride, talking about the gays that don't want to come out, and, um, and I do have some problems with some of it, but every year around June, I always see those woke gays that post a picture of men in suits going out to fight for gay rights, and then they post a picture of half-naked men on floats, and it's always, this is this is how we fight, this is not And I always have to sit there and school these people and call them out because this wasn't how we fought. Yeah. You know, we literally got naked. We really yeah. went out on that because we got tired of people saying, you can't do this, when the rest of straight culture was out celebrating who they are. They could kiss freely in public. They could hold hands in public. And so gay pride, even, even after Stonewall, was established and created because of the oppression of the laws, because of what was going on in society. So when you have a gay pride parade and people are half naked, they're celebrating the fact that they can be who they are. Yeah. Now, younger generations, don't, they don't understand that. They don't get it Because as, as older generation, we don't educate enough. You we mean don't, Gen Xers? Yes. We don't talk about it. Millennials. <laughs> we don't talk about it enough. We don't get it. We don't understand it. Yeah. Um, now, you know, my master's degree thesis was in the history of the gay rights movement. So I'm really well aware of the things that have taken place throughout the history in, in Uh, When it comes to the gay rights movement. But certainly, I look at things and I try to have an open mind when it comes to these types of things.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's. That's one thing, though. I actually interviewed uh, Rusty Stevens, if you know who he is. He's like 70 something. Okay. But it's like, it's always interesting because, like, you'll get a lot of young gays today who are like, Oh my God, I'm so oppressed, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, why don't you go talk to somebody who's like 55 plus? Then, you know, what I mean, like, a lot of the younger people don't have respect for what the older generations went through and what they fought for and, you know, everything else. And it's just...
1: (sighs) I think it's mutually exclusive, though. I think that those in the 70s don't necessarily fully respect those in their 40s or 30s. As much Now, I'm different because I love the older generational gays. Well, yeah, of... we, you and I were both raised right. to respect our elders. 100%. But the problem that I, I'll never forget, I was I was at a party, right? And I am just I was a little bit twinkier back then. Still older. And these people didn't know much. I just moved to Colorado. Okay. I was at this party, and I'll never forget one of the older, I'll come old, I don't want to call older, but one of the more seasoned gays turned to his buddy and goes, oh, my God, we fought all these rights so Jesse could be who he is today. And I just thought that it was such a misrepresentation of who I am and who I was because they knew nothing about me. They didn't know that, one, I had dinner at the White House with President Obama, that, two, I was president of several really big nonprofit organizations that really tackled gay rights issues when Don't Ask, Don't Tell was still the law of the land, when there was still uh, we still couldn't get married equally. So did those people fight and set up set it up for us to come back in and to, and to fight for the cause, yes. Older generation should not um, be dismissive of a younger generation or the work that they've equally done. And it equally goes the other way. I don't feel like our generation, if you want to see Generation X, or on the cusp of, of millennial, I don't think that we give the older generation enough respect. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's mutually exclusive. And I've always said, we could have had gay rights a lot quicker it didn't have to go to the Supreme Court, you know, but we are so not unified as a community that the biggest problem that I see, even today, is that there's such a strong disconnect between bears and cubs and the fens and the jocks and the African Americans and the and the white folks, and we are just so divided on so many different levels that 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 cause for freedom, that cause for equal, equality probably could have happened a lot sooner. But you bring up a valid point when someone's seventy-seven, right? They did fight the good cause, but guess what? So did I. And there were times where I had to wear bulletproof vests when I was walking down a parade that I organized, right? But when I walked into that home, all that those people saw was, oh, he's a little twink. Yeah. And, you know, it, it was it was really dismissive. And I walked out of there and I was like, okay, it was fair. They didn't know anything about me. I just moved to Colorado. They yeah. didn't know anything about me. But I did think it was a little dismissive of their thought process. Hmm. And that wasn't me trying to be arrogant. I. I just feel like many of us, yeah, get, well, many of us get to the cause in the way that. Let I me mean, look at the way that you look. Being the way that you look, you know, you're very mass presenting. What you bring to gay culture, to you may not know this or be aware of it, but you bring a level of acceptance for other guys and other men that look like you, that are that are big and broad and masculine and carry themselves that way, right? And hopefully that that then carries over to somebody else that says, wow. If, You know, if he can do that, like, so can I. So I think that we're all part of this greater good to make that movement forward. The issue is that now, not to talk about politics, they are doing things like in Tennessee, where they are starting to say that drag queens can't come out in public, that all of these things Mm -hmm. can't happen, you know? And it's, and I think it's a wake up call, especially here, I'm going to play the older age, for this younger generation who grew up with don't ask, don't tell as it was gone and marriage equality. And I think a lot of them are starting to realize, oh, shit my rights are now being trampled on and no. it wasn't something that they had for the last couple of years
0: well it's i don't know like i'm just frankly tired of it swinging from one extreme of the pendulum to the other extreme sure. of, of the pendulum mm-hmm. like why can't just shit be in the middle moderate like you know why do you know like the what you said earlier like why does it have to be either like oh you know you better go to church and you better be straight and you better do, 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 do this. And then it goes to the opposite end of the pendulum where it's like, you have to be woke and you have to, you know, you have to be ultra liberal and you have to be super progressive and you yeah. you have to be anti-gun. Like, why can't you just, like, what the fuck, dude? Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I feel like personally a lot more shit gets done when people can meet, you know, halfway and like, <laughs> You know, even with with this uh, uh, drag shit, like, I was talking with Brian the other day at the gym, and I'm like, dude, I think a lot of that comes from, like, because when I think drag, I think the movie The Birdcage. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of people think of. But if you've never seen the movie The Birdcage, or you've never had, like, you viewed drag through, like, the, you know, it's just... It's no different than cheerleading at a fucking football game. Sure. And yeah. and like you go down some fucking rabbit hole on social media, mm-hmm. and then you're convinced it's you know all this crazy shit. Like,
1: sure. Look, drag has been around the mainstream. You talk about that, but let's talk about like Medea. Who? Medea Ma- is a character, and there's a lot of. Are you talking about Tyler Perry? No, I right? am talking about Tyler yeah, Perry. Yeah, I'm I love him. That. But that is a drag queen. That that is the <sighs> art of drag. But and he's, he's like presenting. ultra masculine straight, yeah. all that shit. But I could go to my, my home in New Mexico and it's on because yeah. it's funny and it's all of these things, but that is a drag queen. Yeah. You know, Rudy Giuliani, one of the biggest Republicans right now, did a drag scene with Trump back in the day. Like, the, I what I don't understand is when you have the Catholic Church and you have these churches, these dioceses that actually get insurance. I'll look this up, I'm not joking. They get insurance for molestation cases. Yeah. That is an issue. That is, how do we protect our kids from no, something that point. is so, but because it's on the religious side and because there's this neoconservatism that's attached to it, we just seem to let it go. But yet the victims are, we're the victims. You know, where's all this? We talk about gun control. I don't want to go into that, but we know that guns are one of the leading causes of youth in this country. Why are we not? Talk- we are talking about men that get up and, and, and they should have the freedom and the right in this country to do that. And if parents want to indoctrinate their kids, and like like me, where I feel like a huge part of my life was fucked up because I was indoctrinated by going to church and, you know, hearing about a man being nailed here to a cross or how, you know, the the Bible was full of gruesome stories, right? And these stories are being educated and taught to our kids. And I'm not, what I'm saying is I don't want them to stop teaching the Bible or the church. But what I'm saying is that if we're going to talk about indoctrination, then let's talk about indoctrination on, on a bigger scale because if a parent chooses to take their kids to a drag show story hour, okay, in good taste, now I don't, I'm, I'm hoping it's not all crazy, yeah. but in good taste, that is the parent's responsibility to teach their kids how they're going to grow up. It is, it, you know, if I could go back, I wish my parents wouldn't have taken me to church so much and put all of this sin and this core belief in me that who I was was wrong, yeah. right? And so to me, if a parent takes their kid to a drag show, to be exposed to a different way of thinking or a different way of life, that's a good thing. Because that kid is going to eventually grow up to be an adult. And you want that kid to be a good human in the world to all people.
0: That's interesting. I never really thought about it like that. I never I never thought about the Medea component. Because you're right. That is drag. And I fucking love Medea. It's like, yeah.
1: call the popo ho. No, like... No. <laughs> I love the listen. Hooters has a kids menu, for God's sake. That's a good point. If we're gonna talk about how we sexualize people in this country, then let's really take a deep dive at it. You know, you have the Dallas cowgirl cheerleaders out there next to nothing. Drag queens wear pads and they're fully covered. Yeah, up. I never thought Don't about like me. that. Don't get me—he's getting me started. I'm getting, mad right now. I'm getting all fired <laughs> up. See, I can be a porn star but also be smart. <laughs> No, it's just... Um, I'm curious. I'm, <clears throat> yeah.
0: I'm thinking back before you and I ever met. Yeah. Because, like, for those of you watching, like... I remember I saw... I saw you, like, fuck, probably 20 times at the gym. Oh. And, like, I had never heard you talk. Never yeah. nothing. Yeah. And I would always see you. And, like, <laughs> back then you weren't dressed how you are now. Because yeah. now I you're kind of obvious. Okay. okay. <laughs> but back when I used to see you, I used to think like, damn, this is some fucking MS-13 motherfucker right. <laughs> probably from El Salvador. Like, you look like a hardcore fucking gangbanger. Yeah. yeah. So, but my, where I'm going with this is, do you feel like that has impacted like you coming out and your experience and all that shit? Because like, Sure. I I guess like when I, like one of my exes, you know, he was like fucking five, two, five, three, like 110 pounds soaking wet. Like you could tell the motherfucker's gay from a mile away. Sure. But like, I I don't feel like I had the stereotypical gay experience Mm -hmm. because I look the way I do. I act the way I do. And I would get people sometimes who would like look at him like they're going to say some shit. And then they see me and be like, you know what I mean? So do you feel like The way you look and looking intimidating and scary has altered your experience.
1: Are you talking about in gay culture Yeah, or just in general? And in general. (laughs) You know, I'm from New Mexico. So in New Mexico, um, people that look like me are the majority minority. Um, Meaning that although we're still a minority group, we're the majority of that minority group, right? Of all minorities. And so I grew up um, very much looking like this where even the gay folks around me looked like this. Uh, oh. It's one of the really great things about living in New Mexico. Uh, but I've also traveled the world extensively. And um, I do feel like um, people look at me differently when I travel. Now, I will say that in gay culture, I don't know if this is just specific to Colorado. I think it's probably all over. There definitely is um, a level of discrimination, both direct and indirect. And uh, I, I would even venture that it's probably even in, in adult entertainment, right? It's. Um, it's definitely there. And to most people, maybe they don't recognize it and don't notice it. But because I grew up in such a fluid place where there was so many people that looked like me in New Mexico, I didn't really truly understand what indirect and direct um, prejudice is. Like, can you give me some examples? Sure. I mean, look. Um, oh, goodness. Like, I want to be careful with this because I don't want it to seem like I'm just like being judgmental straight across with the culture. Um, but, you know, I've definitely seen within gay culture where we have a lot of... Uh, gay folks and gay groups that say, oh, we're woke, we're woke, we're woke. But I look at their group and the root of their group, and there are zero people of color within that group. And so, and I've had this conversation. They'll say, well, we live in an area where there's predominantly white folks. Mm. Which, I mean, I guess to a level and to a degree might be there, but how can you say that you understand people of color and you're woke if you don't even engage the culture, if you don't even understand it? How do you have any kind of sympathy, remorse, or how do you go out there and you advocate if you don't even know what you're talking about? What? Is it... You know, and I don't believe that you can say, I'm gay, therefore, I'm for people of color. Uh, There is definitely discrimination and racism within the community. And just because you're here doesn't mean you understand this. In fact, I think in some ways, this perpetuates the prejudice. Oh, yeah.
0: No, I mean, I can say... I can say, yeah, no... And I
1: might be wrong wrong. too.
0: If memory serves me correctly, I'm not going to say 100%, but I'm going to say with like 97% certainty. I do not know a single straight person who gives two fucks about race in any way, shape, or form. I can say every racist person I've ever known is fucking gay. Sure. And I will say that I personally feel not all, but I feel like for a lot of like lgbt you
1: know qi xyz all the letters yes
0: <laughs> the, a lot of that like oh i'm woke i'm woke is it's not fucking yeah. there's no action it's all about virtue signaling like behind closed doors they're fucking piece of shit human being they'll fuck yeah. people over they'll you know if the grocery store clerk didn't scan some shit on the bottom of the car they ain't gonna say shit you know what i mean yeah. But, like, when people are looking, when they can turn it into a public spectacle, then they're yeah. like, look at me, look at me. I'm so good. Yeah. I fucking despise that shit. Yeah. I can't stand that. Yeah, yeah. Like, do the right thing because it's the fucking right thing, not because you want to turn it into
1: a public spectacle. Sure. And Sure. I mean, totally. And I also look at, like, I look when I get booked yeah. at clubs to go-go dance across the country, and I'll look at their... I, I want to see who they're booking. And do these people have... No, normally, because I look the way I look and everything else. I want to make sure that I'm not like the token Latino that they're hiring. I want to make sure that they have, that they really get it. That there are people that look different in our community. And that that is what they're presenting um, as part of their culture. And I I never want to just be that token fetish that just comes in. Now, part of what we do is fetish. It's fantasy. There's a lot that goes into it, right? But... I also want to know that when I'm going into a club, I'm just not trying to fill a quota for them, you know? But, but how do you... I, ask it. Let's let's have a real talk forgive about it. My, forgive my <laughs> yeah, ignorance, my okay. Yeah, let's, let's Forgive my anger yeah. but like,
0: I don't know, I just, I don't, like, there's not a single person in my circle yeah. who gives two fucks about race. Sure. Like, your ethnicity never... Like yeah. I'll give you shit about it, like, sure. you know, because you and I have that kind of like joking true. relationship. Course, yeah. But like you're like my little brother, but mm-hmm. like I don't give a fuck. Like I like you, I hang out with you because I think you're a cool dude. I love the fact that you're, you know, you believe in personal responsibility and you're a fucking sure. hard worker and yeah. you know thank you. you're fun to be with and yeah, thank you. like why the fuck would race matter? I yeah. don't I don't understand it. Like it yeah. I Just
1: logically, it doesn't fucking compute. Yeah. I sometimes wonder if it's just the way that our, again, going back to like the culture of our society as a whole, white privilege, we talk about that all the time. It was one of the things that I was like, well, wait a minute, white people were the folks that really helped me get ahead in my life. Like, how do we, how do we start saying it's white privilege everywhere? But then I started to really realize it in like corporate America and when I was an HR director and I could start to really see it. I could really start to see the level of what that really meant. And I think that for some people, they probably have really seen what that means. And so you might have a circle of friends, not you specifically, but there might be a circle of friends that say, wait a minute, we're nice to that black person. We're nice to that Latin person. We're we're respectful. We're all of these things. But there's still a level of if you're in a job, right, and this white person is getting paid more than this person who's a person of color, right, is this person going to go to HR and be like, hey, wait a minute this ain't fair that I'm making more money than this person. Even though it's, it's unfair, because I've seen it happen in the work world, right? And so that's where I say there's an indirect con- connection to that racism and prejudice where you can clearly see that it's wrong, but your privilege lets you go here and you're unwilling to talk or to say, hey, how do we help this person get to here? Does that make sense or is that a stretch? What do you think? It could be a I, I don't
0: know. I haven't. I haven't worked in a fucking normal yeah. job in fucking <laughs> twenty years. I've always worked for myself. I'm, I'm trying to think of something like something that okay. I've I've seen that's like blatantly in adult racist. entertainment.
1: We can do it like this. Armand Rizzo, big power bottom, right? He, oh he, God, he, <laughs> you just pick. Listen, I listen,
0: I could go on, and you're not gonna like no, what no, I'm saying. We don't
1: talk about Armand Rizzo in that aspect, but there was one thing that I had a lot of respect for Armand with, and it was at the tops, raw getting paid a lot more oh than the bottoms. And listen, I know we're talking about porn, right? But he at the time he was probably one of the most popular, most well-known, you know, adult film entertainers, and he took a stand and said, "I'm not going to film with this company what? because I'm not paid the same amount." Now it's, it's it's different with color, right? But there was obviously a disconnect between pay here and pay here. And so.
0: Okay, if, all right. I've spoken about this on another <laughs> YouTube video on this channel. I respectfully disagree with you a thousand percent okay, just down. because for me, I, I remember reading that article and I like fucking. It was like one of my ranty YouTube okay, videos. Okay. I'm like, fuck this motherfucker. But tell me why. Because for me, it comes down to supply and demand. Okay. There's far more bottoms than there are tops. Okay. So the rarer something is, the more valuable it is. That's I'm looking at it from an economic point of view. Like if it like if you were saying, okay, like here's this white person, here's this black person, they're both doing the same job and one's making more than the other. Okay, then I'd be like, that's fucked up. But if one's the top one, like I think you've you would agree that 80% of gay guys are
1: bottoms. Um, well, I mean, you can talk about supply and demand, but let's talk about regular. Let's take porn out of it. I could I could there's a ton of jobs out there where you can find lots of people to do the job. It doesn't mean that they're the best at what they do. You know, even even in but the wouldn't you want to hire you wanna hire, hire the, the best. most qualified, yeah? Right, and you should pay them as the most qualified. Yeah. That's my point with Armand. Anybody can take Dick, right? It doesn't seem that they're going to do well. He's a great performer. I have seen his stuff. He's a great performer, and he delivers on that video. He delivers. And the fact that, I get what you're saying, but it's the same difference. There is a plethora of tops out there, too. You might think that it's 80-20 because you have the pick of the trade with the power bottoms, let's be honest. But as a power bottom myself who is... Tatted and looks like a little thug. I have my pick of tops. I really do. Yeah, no, right? I mean, you're definitely so, very neat. Nice yeah, in a good way. Yeah, and so, but because there's another Latin boy that takes dick too. So who are you gonna pick, right? If if I fit the scene that you were looking oh, okay, for. Okay, okay, okay. All right, let me just play Devil's Advocate. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, look at straight porn. Okay. Women get paid fucking ten times as much as men. Why? Because there's far less women. Who are willing to to? I mean, Grant's changed a little bit since yeah. only fans, just fans, but sure. studio porn. There's one percent of the women who are willing to be on camera as there are men.
1: I think that society looks at women so it who makes do sense. Porn, I think society looks at women who do porn. Oh God, did I even say this? As I don't know. I think that Do you don't have to worry about being politically correct. Wow, well, out. Out, you know I don't want to be like in a magazine somewhere. Jesse said this. No, no, no. I think that women in porn, and this is so wrong and it's so fucked up, but I think that women in porn are degraded a lot more than men in porn, in in um in gay porn than than uh, power bottom in gay porn. And so oh, I, I think that women should be paid more because, in my opinion, based on society's views, they are really putting themselves out there. In the place to be really judged. I mean, gay people—they just look to say, "Oh, they're just," they already think we're an abomination half the time, you know. And so okay, it's just no, it was, no, no. It comes with it, right? So you know yeah. that—that
0: I will agree with you. You're not going to get any argument from yeah. me there, because like I don't know if you remember, you remember that story? There was a chick who <laughs> she was like a fan in like the the oh
1: yeah the World Cup or whatever. Oh, okay, no, no, I don't know what you are No, it
0: was okay. it was this chick. She was just like a random fan during the World mm. Cup, and her picture got taken. And then she got like 14 modeling contracts for all these places. And then this fucking picture that was like 10 years old surfaced. And then she lost all the contracts. Yeah. yeah. no, I absolutely agree. If yeah. oh, if a woman even has a new picture that surfaces, right. we crucify her for it. Men, my fucking dick's all over the internet. <laughs> Nobody gives two shit. So yeah, in that True. we're in True.
1: agreement. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just so that makes sense to me. But 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 I guess what I'm saying back to like the color thing, right? White person, you know, Latino, like, I'm sure there's probably people that where there's a to white top and a Latino bottom and the white tops make more money than the Latino bottom. Now, your justification is going to be, well, there's not very many tops, right? I would disagree and see there are plenty of tops that are willing to do porn. But, but it's no one's want...
0: forcing you to, to take it. Like, I don't know. I, yeah. Okay, I'll give you But, but you no one's forcing for, a top oh, to do I, it. I, yeah, no, I agree. Like, it's, it's kind of like why are fucking teachers paid so little? Yeah. Because... If you fucking quit, there's 100 people lined up to take your job. Why are fucking garbage men paid so well? Because nobody wants to fucking do the job. That's what they have to, you know, pay to get anyone to do it. Like, okay, an example of privilege that fucking pissed me off royally the other day is the other day I shot with a gentleman. I Mm -hmm. shot with his husband before. And basically, their old apartment, they had to, like, vacate it because, like, the apartment building and shit, like didn't fix their AC for, Mm. like, months. It was, like, 100 fucking degrees in their apartment. Like, and, like, these two gentlemen are obviously gay. Mm. And I was, like, you know what's fucked up about that situation? Is you and I both know if it was me living in that apartment, there's no way they would have fucking pulled that bullshit. Right.
1: Because it's, like, I can't count how many times my friends... Because you would have walked in there all like this and handled business.
0: Exactly. (laughs) But the point is, like... You know, it's like, why is it that I have a friend who goes in to fucking buy a car or goes in to do whatever, and they get told no or they get fucked over, but then I go in and I get a completely different answer?
1: Sure. That's. Sorry, my phone is going on. (laughs) This is how you. Oh, wait, that's
0: your phone. Oh. But, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? That's like, that shit pisses me off. It's like, if you're going to, if your fucking answer is going to change because you're dealing with me instead of a fucking woman or an obviously gay guy, that's fucked up. Right. Like you should not be changing your answer just
1: because yeah. I look fucking scary, motherfucker. Right, right. But that's also how it is in adult entertainment, right? And but but a lot of times we don't talk about those things because we're just lucky to. For me, because I'm starting off, right? I'm like I I filmed with um, Kinkman back yeah. in November, and I was paid equally the amount that my top was, right? Yeah. And I thought that was fair, you know, like it was, yeah. and, he, and and he was a pretty well established. He he has a pretty well established, you know, um, top and Bound Gods and Kinkman. I think they. They came together and they have like their big old compound in Las Vegas now. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it was a really great experience. They, they treated me very fairly and equal with this guy. Like, you know, there was this mutual respect. And so I don't know what it was like for Armand. <laughs> I realize that Armand Arman has his own personality well, like, of things. okay. There, I appreciated it at the time. There's
0: one thing, too, that we're also not talking about with the yeah. Armand thing. Because, like, I agree. I've worked for Bound yeah. Gods like ten times. Oh. I nothing but good okay. things to say yeah. about them. But, like, the Armand thing, the site that he was talking about, I won't name the site. I I, I don't call anyone out. But the other factor is the top was black. Uh And the site that they were working for was centered around the black top. Like, the... The black top was the the marquee star, I guess. It'd be the main actor, whereas the other person was the supporting actor. So that could also support the pay discrepancy. And then if you want to talk about supply and demand, the fact that the top is black is also (laughs) going to decrease the... I don't
1: know. I'm just trying to play devil's advocate. A top cannot produce a good quality film without having a good quality bottom. Are there plenty of bottoms out there? Yes. But not everybody is going to produce a good film. Yeah, no, I agree. You know, when I when I'm on set, and even when we have filmed, there's a level of a performance element that I equally try to bring to, uh, to the to that presence to that because. There is that level of, this is a job, right? Like, I'm just, you're just some random guy is just coming over to fuck me. Yeah, but right? it, but me and you, we're not
0: really having to fake it. No, you're I not some it.
1: motherfucker who I can't no. stand, who I'm just like, oh, yeah, like, no, I actually but like, like For you. example, one of our scenes, it was my favorite one where, like, I'm, like, on off fours, and my like, cap is backwards, and you're just railing it, right? Like, in my head, I was like, this is this is the clip that I wanted. Because it was just so, like, it was just, you know, my muscles were all banging and (laughs) yours were banging. But in my head, I knew that I wanted to deliver in that scene. Regardless if we were having, it's fun, it's always enjoyable, right? But, like, I knew that in that moment... I had to really relax my body, <laughs> relax everything to make yeah. sure that we got that sequence. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so there is I a mean, everybody thinks it's just we're just gonna get off. we're gonna go fuck. I mean, you told me it was like hours, right? And I didn't believe you until I had my first professional set, yeah. And we were there for eight hours. Yeah, I and, totally knew. Yeah. And I was like, you know, and then and the bottom has to worry about making sure everything is prepared. No, I mean you're season. not
0: gonna give me right. any complaint from me there. Like This is this is a war between a top and a bottom, obviously. <laughs> No, I, I will give you that a hundred percent. I I don't think. If anything, I think a lot of tops don't truly appreciate what bottoms go through. Yeah. Like the fact that you have to fucking adjust your diet and shit. Yeah. And like you know you got to fucking clean out and like. Plus you have to take There's a some, whole
1: lot of shit. Plus these Whereas, companies think you can take the biggest dicks
0: out there, bro. Like. <laughs> no, you got. If we're talking about just rec- what it requires, like physically. Yeah. To have, oh. I got
1: no problem, dude. Your yeah. job's ten yeah. times harder. I, I will not fight you, you on know, that. I feel like it's equal, because you go pretty hard, right? Sometimes I just have to, like, get in position <laughs> and hold it, right? And we'll be filming, and you're, like, out of breath by the time we're done, right? And um, so there, to me, there's this level of, like, they're both bringing an element to the table, and that should be awarded. for doing your job well done. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it, at the end of the day, though, like if you're talking about a studio, it's a business, yes. and they're gonna do what they can get away with. Absolutely.
1: absolutely. Like, like. I'm you not know, gonna get fired like, after this. They're like, fuck yeah.
0: <laughs> like, if 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 you ask for like 800 and they think they can get away with paying you 500, they absolutely will. Sure. Like they're not gonna like go out of their way and be like, Hey Jesse did a really good job. Let's kick him back something extra. Sure. If you're working for an individual, okay, sure. Yeah. But like a fucking major corporation, they're gonna do whatever they can to increase their sure. bar line.
1: And as and as an actor in this industry, you have to decide, it's like any other, like a movie star, you know? You have to decide if that's the role that you wanna do because sometimes the reward is, I mean, let's be honest, these studios are not paying us thousands and thousands of dollars. It's like, a lot of people think you do a film and it's like, oh, you're gonna get rich off of it. And you really don't. I mean, Mm -hmm. there's a level of you're doing it for the exposure, you're doing it because it's fun. Um, You're doing it because you want your name associated with something that's bigger than you, I suppose. And so, you're not, but you're right. $500 for a thousand, I mean, let's be honest. Like, it's what is, not it's really. Not, no. I mean, so, that'll pay a third of my rent. Yeah. And so, they, right. That's what, <laughs> what the fuck is that, dude? i make mean, a shit ton more money outside of porn. Trust me. But but when we're talking about 500 or 1,000, just pay the bottom of fucking the 1,000. They're going to make a shit ton of money off of this video.
0: Oh, yeah. No, I agree. You
1: know? I mean,
0: uh, actually, before I forget. I feel
1: like we're arguing pennies. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. <laughs>
0: So okay, before I forget, because grandpa's got an old yeah, memory. Yeah. This little side note for you guys, but it's funny, every single time I talk about him, I'm always like, oh, he's such a good kid. He's such a good kid. Even though the motherfucker's older than I am, he does look like he's twenty though. Yeah. I so know. I'm grandpa and he's a good kid.
1: No, and you've been a great source of inspiration. I didn't think I didn't know you and I would get along so well. Um, oh yeah. The first couple of times I talked to you, I was very intimidated. Um, but then the more I got to know your personality, you're just like a goofball. And I'm a really, just a teddy bear, Yeah, dude. you're a lot of fun to talk to and hang out with. And I'm like, okay, like the more I can talk to you and just joke with you. Yeah. But at first it was like, okay, this is like, you know, we judged a bodybuilding show together. I think yeah. that was my first time ever talking to you. Um, but beyond that, yeah, you've been a really great source of inspiration. and. You know, we talk about drugs and drug use all the time. Oh God, um, yes. And and how that fits into the scene. And you always tell me like, just stay away from that. Stay away from it. You know. Yeah.
0: Okay. So a little <laughs> background for you guys who are watching. Like, um, when you first got into this, like, I basically gave him a crash course and everything. I printed out all the consent forms. I was like, this is what you got to do. Blah blah blah. Like, I basically yeah. told you everything you need to know. And I remember you asked me, you're yeah. like, you know, what can I do for you or something like that? And I'm like, there's one thing <laughs> and only one thing I want from you. And stay the fuck away from drugs and alcohol. Yeah. And just
1: this. I was hoping he's going to say, go be a comes up and be proud But No, we, <laughs> we got to get realistic with shit. I was like, you just killed my home fucking fantasy, bro. Oh, I'm like, I'm like the, the, the dad. Yeah. But see, but you, you... So you advocate for complete sobriety. Yeah. Is there like... um? Is it because you've just seen so many people kind of just...
0: Okay, I... I will say I'm totally like grumpy old man. Like I... Uh, yeah. I don't mean to come across like puritanical. But like, okay, drugs, I don't think anything good comes. I think sure. drugs destroy anything they touch. I'm not counting I don't count weed as a drug and Mm -hmm. ecstasy or like uh mushrooms using like a therapeutic setting. No, I don't count that either. I'm talking about like cocaine, heroin, meth, all that shit. Sure. Um alcohol, I just Party drugs. (laughs) Alcohol never appealed to me. Sure. Like I just I don't know if it's someone my genetics. I don't know if I ever mentioned this actually. But like I physically cannot get drunk. Like I've tried yeah. drinking like a big ass bottle of alcohol before and it like did nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, I remember I was out drinking with a bunch of my friends this is when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Okay, let me get this straight. I'm not getting drunk. This fucking tastes like dog shit. And it's expensive as fuck. Right.
1: Fuck this man. I'm getting a Coke. Like <laughs> Well see what my problem is is that when you're a go go dancer you have free access to the bar. But, like, so you can go out and have as many cocktails and drinks as you want. I don't
0: know. Like, okay, like, my mom, to be fair, like, Mm -hmm. if we go out to eat, like, she'll have a margarita. And it doesn't change her at all. Yeah. So I I don't have an issue with that. My problem is it's just, like, alcohol. I just, so many people, like, I'm sure you've known plenty of people where it's, like, they get drunk, and then they're having to apologize. Oh, sorry I did this. Sorry I said this. Blah, 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 blah. Sure. And it's like, for me, if you say some shit to me when you're drunk, I'm going to believe that a hundred times more than anything you ever say when you're sober. Like, how many people get killed by fucking drunk drivers? How many sure. boyfriends or girlfriends or wives or husbands get the shit kicked out because their partner's drunk? Which, yeah. you know what that was like, you yeah. know, in your marriage. Yeah. and. It's just like, I just, I don't know, drugs and alcohol, I've just seen it destroy so many fucking people's lives. And it's like, for me, I believe that, you know, happiness is just living in a nice, happy, consistent seven. Most people live on this roller coaster of shit like this. Yeah, And it's like, porn will either enrich your life or it'll completely destroy it. And I really, really like you and I want to see it enrich your life. I don't want to see you end up... Like, all these performers I know who, like, end up getting addicted to meth or strung out or, like, fucking alcohol. Yes.
1: There's a a high suicide rate. Um, One thing I will say about you is that you've had a successful long-term career. And I think that part of the reason why you've probably had that long-term career is because of your stance when it comes to sobriety and not doing those types of things. I think other people could have had long-term, you know, um, Boomer Banks, you know what I mean? Like, I've met him several times. I know... I don't know if he's ever written articles talked about it. I believe at one point there was a dark period for him, but he's also been sustainable for a while because of you know his sobriety or from what I know anyway. But the problem that I have is that drugs aren't going away anytime yeah. soon. They are very prevalent and they are very relevant in our community. And so I've had some time to really think about this um, and what it looks like for me entering the adult entertainment world and really what, if I'm going to ever give any advice or, you know... Try to generally stay away from this topic, but it's more about <clears throat> a couple of things. If someone is addicted, yes, they're probably a horrible person when they're on the addiction. I mean, we've seen it, and it not only affects who they are, but it affects the people around them. But for me, it's more about the root cause, right? Like, what is it for that person? Why does that person feel like they are trapped in this wall, in this like, um, this I don't know, this like hold where drugs is in their life? So we don't talk about how we're going to um, take care of these addictions, like through behavioral health or what is the root cause of it? Hold
0: on. Let me interrupt this brief. But like, I read this interesting, I can't remember if it was Muslim or Indian or Hindu, or Mm -hmm. it was some type of saying, you might know this, but it's like, if you're feeling suicidal, Mm -hmm. throw yourself into a river Mm -hmm. and you'll find yourself fighting to survive. Mm -hmm. Moral of the story is you don't actually want to kill yourself. You want to kill something inside of you. Okay. And I think the same thing can be applied to drugs with what you're saying.
1: Sure. I mean, let I'll, I'll use myself as an example. I going through my divorce since last year was probably one of the hardest things that I've ever been through. Uh, my doctor had me on like a Prozac and another pill. And there came the point where I was like, I don't want to be beholden to a medication because I think drugs are drugs. I don't care if it's a party drug, if it's weed, or if it's a prescription. A drug is yeah. a drug because it's, it's, it's altering your mind, right? But as soon as I got off of the Prozac, the flood of emotions came in. And I didn't realize that the drug was so powerful that that's really what it did. And it opened up my eyes, and I was like, oh, shit, these drugs really work. Yeah. I mean, it suppresses th- that part of hurt and pain. where you really do just kind of get by right and what i found was as i was suppressing all of that there were drugs there were alcohol there was all of these things that were being introduced to me but because of those drugs there was like oh whatever you know whatever right as soon as i was pulled from this drug the emotions came in and i'll tell you what i felt and i haven't felt like this in a long time but it was hopelessness it was it was this desire to just not want to be present because i was so disconnected from my soul from my inner being from who i was and that disconnection was really hard because i've always been a goal setter i've always been a person that's wanted to do this but all of a sudden you took away that that medication and i had to take a long look at the past year of my life my childhood my drinking now my go-go dancing me like using my body for money like there was a lot that I had to take in. And there were moments where I was too afraid to maybe tell somebody that I was thinking about suicide because the moment you say that, they send you off to a fucking hospital, right? But that was the first time I think in my adult life where I really understood what hopelessness and loneliness, depression really felt like. And in that moment, I realized what suicide actually really meant. And I just think that people wanted to stop. They want yeah. that pain to go away. Yeah. But likewise, I think that addiction does that for them as well. The problem with addiction is that once you get caught up in it, you have a really high high, and then you drop to that really low Yeah, drug. it's a fucking roller yeah. coaster. I always yeah. preach about. Yeah, and so in gay culture, I don't... You're going to disagree with me on this, but you, as you should. I don't necessarily advocate for sobriety. I think that it's something that it's a personal choice for people. Um. I tell people to be careful um, because at the end of the day, if I tell somebody, listen, beast, don't do it. Just don't fucking do it. They're not going to fucking listen to me when they're at the club and they're drunk and someone gives them a bump or something. You know what I mean? Like, they're going to fucking do it. But when you have somebody saying, listen, there's like the drugs that's are out there right now. And I'll say this now. I mean, they're... They're fentanyl, I think, is the name of it. Yeah. And that's being put into stuff right now. There's a lot of other chem- I mean, these are not the drugs of the 70s, okay? Yeah, yeah. Like these days, there's a lot of shit going into this stuff. Yeah. And I've had friends, I just had a friend like three weeks ago pass away with complications due to drugs. And and we all knew the problem that I had is that we all knew that he was on this journey because of his of things that he had gone through. And I sat back and I thought. How many times did I or anybody else in his circle ever say, hey, listen, be careful. Hey, listen, maybe you should go and get help. Not when he's high.
0: Yeah, because that's not a burke
1: wall. But, you know, and but then there's the other side where people that have been into could say, listen, Jesse, you can tell them all you want, but until they're ready to do it, they're not going to change. Yeah. But this is what I try to tell people now. While well, I have this platform, I don't think that I don't feel you do it, but I don't, I don't feel like adult entertainers do it enough. We each have a platform of people. You have your followers. I have my followers. Sometimes they intermix. We don't send off strong enough messages about drug use, about alcohol abuse. Shit, we don't even talk about self-love, self-awareness, nor do we talk about the realities of what it's like to be in adult entertainment. You know? Yeah. Um, just having to maintain a certain look or an image yeah. to be who everybody else wants you to be. Yeah. And the shit that goes on in your head with that. Well,
0: okay, one thing I just want to clarify is... I will always defend everyone's right to fuck up their own life. Okay. Like, I don't I do not do drugs okay. or alcohol. Sure. And 95% of the people that I, I know and associate with sure. don't. However, if someone wants to go fuck up their own life, by all means, knock yourself out. Sure. With you, I'm okay. harder on you because <laughs> I see your potential and I know what you're capable right,
1: of. Right, right, right. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm, I'm no. harder on you. I <laughs> know. I appreciate that. But on the flip side, though, like, don't you just, as a human person, don't you see greatness in everybody? Oh, yeah. Right? Like, I, a lot of people think I'm fake as fuck, but I really am probably one of the most genuine people I ever meet. When I go out and I'm I never once saw you. Really? Face. Yeah, I
0: never got that vibe you. I get from you. that all the time. I, I, I feel like you either <laughs> give off the MS 13 hardcore gangbanger vibe or you give off like yeah. super yeah. sentiment. Sad- yeah like sincere
1: and genuine and wholesome i feel like it's so important it's not like my i know my go-go dancing is like jesse come on but when i'm on my go-go dancing box or when i'm out in the community and people are like oh it's hector right what's the single most important thing for me to to do to that person is to let them know that they are seen yeah that they that they're important you know because i remember walking into the club when i was younger um and I had a different level of acknowledgements at that point. And I'd already reached a certain level of um, greatness at that point in my life. And I had nothing to do with gay lifestyle. So well, maybe it did because I was doing all my activism work. But I remember walking into a club and seeing the really, really cute hot boys. Not that I'm that right now. But um, but I remember seeing those guys. And I'd be like, oh, I just wanted them to see me. You know, I wanted them to be like, yeah. And so many of them. You don't think you're cute? Well, I mean. Or I, hot? I, I, look, I try to be humble, okay? But... <laughs> But look, I just remember what it was like, and I wanted, even though I probably would never go home and sleep with these guys or whatever, I just, I wanted to be cool, I wanted them to be like, hey, what's Wait. up, you know? And it's was, like high school. Yeah, I was like a regular, like, you know? And so it's so important to me, like, when I go, when I'm out in the public or when I'm on, if I'm on a go-go box, that if someone tips me a dollar and they walk off, and I grab them, and I'm like, no, come here, you know? And I ask them what their name is, and I say, thank you so much, you know? Um... Because we've, we've lost that, there's a, there's like this entitlement that I feel like some some people have. Yeah. And in that entitlement, it's, I'm up here and you're on a box, so maybe you quite literally are up here. But I think that there's this humbleness that should come with it. So when it comes to things like addictions and drugs and things like that, I think that you advocating for sobriety is so important. I think because you're so relevant in the culture of a dog entertainment today, yeah. the fact that what you're saying I think is so important. Um yeah. And it's so needed and where i'm coming from for me is i i know that there's people like you that are doing the work and so i feel like where i come in is i'm saying listen just be safe protect yourself know what you're doing
0: yep. you know
1: um I, I thought a lot about this and i just don't think that drugs are going to go anywhere you know yeah. I, I think if anything we i wish more drag queens would go on stage and talk about you know behavioral health and getting and really saying you know listen if you're not the whole fucking show I don't like, want to be a, I don't want to be a killer at the bar <laughs> but why can't but why can't and I'm not talking okay. about like these non-profit gay organizations yeah. I'm saying I'm saying mainstream gay culture we should be talking about it
0: okay let me play devil's advocate for a minute okay i agree with you 100% but let me just what do you think of this reason as okay. to why because okay. i've noticed on this youtube channel if I make a video about like, oh, sex or porn or whatever, it'll always do well. Sure. If I make any type of self-help video that's like, oh, yeah. why you're not succeeding or personal responsibility or anything dealing with personal growth. Sure. It bombs. Yeah. Like, granted, there are some people who watch it and really appreciate it and that I'm grateful yeah. for but if I'm just looking at the overall metrics, I'd never talk about that self-help shit because most people don't want to fucking hear it. Sure. Do you feel like that hurts your brands? Talking about that stuff? Yeah. I'm sure some people, yeah, because, sure. I mean, you know plenty of people who they just want to be the victim all day. Yeah. It's not my fault. It, blame God. Blame society. Blame sure. whoever. Okay. Yeah, no, I'm sure they don't want to hear that shit, but... It's something I'm super passionate about because, like you said, like, everyone is capable of greatness. Yeah. And it's just, like, there's some people, like, I'm sure you've known someone where you're just like, dude, pull your fucking head out of your ass. Like, you could accomplish every single fucking thing you want to. Mm -hmm. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, I'll never stop trying to wake that motherfucker Mm -hmm. up, but it is pretty futile at some times. Sure. You know, I don't know. Yeah.
1: No, I totally... <laughs> I um, <laughs> I lost my train of thought. I was following you, and then I lost my train of thought. <laughs> no, but it's like it's like I, I get what you're saying, but nobody wants it. Most oh yeah, yeah. Don't I was asking your about your brand. I get it. Okay, so uh, I even for me, I am um, just starting off. Kind of in this, uh, I've already accomplished two of my really big goals that I wanted to do in the adult industry. I only really had two that I wanted to do. Um, one was film with Beyond God's Kingman and the second one was to do Hustle Ball, and I did that within the first like six months. <laughs> I'm like, damn, what do I do now? Um But it's more about the oh, fuck. I keep losing my. Oh, I, I was asking about like about doing it. It's more about I've seen it right where I can do something that's maybe a little bit more political or more genuine. And I don't know what impact it's having. But I will say that in my 20s when I was, you know, I did a documentary with MTV. I was a huge gay rights activist and granted that was probably my following, but it wasn't until years later that I started to get the emails from people saying that I I helped them save their lives or I got them into counseling or they're better off today because of X, Y, and Z. And although at the time, maybe it wasn't the most popular thing to do. It wasn't the most popular thing to talk about. I knew that it was needed and I knew that yep. it was important. And so oftentimes I think that when we have a platform like this, you know, you have over a hundred thousand followers on your Twitter. Um, my Twitter keeps getting suspended, but <laughs> um, I, I think that you don't realize the impact that you're having. Cause not everyone's yeah. going to sit there and like it and be like, Oh, not everyone's going to sit there and share it because maybe sometimes they don't want that reflection on themselves, yeah. but the message is still getting out there. And I think that that, that alone is very very important so i'm not saying that as adult entertainers we have to go out every day and be like sobriety sobriety or x y and z you know because i might fall one time you know and i definitely i don't want the fingers to come back and to point at me but i do feel like there's a sense of responsibility that we should take on as an industry that says listen just be safe out there be careful we realize that this is the image that we're projecting but there's also a real life out there you know there is the suicides there is the addiction there are all of these things and we, we shy away from it when I feel like we're giving a false representation of, of what real life is and what reality is. I get there's a fantasy yeah. aspect, but we're dealing with real people here. Well, that's
0: two things. Number one, the emails, I get those all the time. Yeah. Like, I'll get tons of DMs, tons of emails. Like, I got an email from a gentleman who, uh, he's like, you know, I'm a, you know... Um, middle-aged black man, mm-hmm. um, gay, and, you know, I used to blame, you know, yeah. white people in society and all this mm-hmm. and that for all these things. And like, thanks to your videos, I started taking personal responsibility. I started doing this and yeah. this and yeah. this. And like, he's like, I finally found my place in the world. And like, you know, you've completely changed my life. Like I'm happy now, sure. I'm fulfilled, I'm this, I'm that. Mm-hmm. You know, or, or, you know, people who are like heavier set are, you know, now feeling more, better about their body. That type of shit Mm -hmm. is incredibly rewarding. Sure. And I feel like it's important, especially important, to have something to offset that. Mm -hmm. You need to have some type of, like, thing where you're giving back or you're using your platform for something positive. And the other thing you mentioned, too, that is, uh, yeah, no, I I feel like...
1: At the beginning of your, like, when you first started, were you as open and willing to have sex with different types of bodies and mm-hmm. I know that you are now like I, cause I've seen a lot of your stuff and you're like, I'm like, wow. Okay. Like you don't really have any hangups. Um, I thought I was a slap. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I, I would say, yeah. yeah. I mean, even if you look back, at some of my very first content. Yeah. Cause I don't know, just for me, it's like, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Yeah. I remember with one of my exes, um, they were like one day we were talking about all their friends and they're like oh rate my friends as far as their hotness right like just physical and i was like okay boom 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 and then they're like okay now factor in their personality and what was interesting is the least attractive one became the most attractive and the most attractive became the least attractive and that's kind of always how i've been like I'm sure you've seen plenty of dudes at the fucking gym where you're like, damn, he's fucking sexy as shit. And then you'll like overhear him talking or see the way he acts and you're just like.
1: I'm not still let them fuck me. I just when talk to them. I'm like... <laughs> no, okay. But, I can't no, say that. But much. that's exactly the way society is, though. The problem is, is that you, got, you took the time to get to know the person's personality and be like, oh, they're coming up here. Right. And this comes down here. But in society, especially in gay culture, we're just looking at this. And most people don't take the time to see this.
0: Yeah, no, okay, actually you're right about that. Cause like that's one thing though that's so fucking true is like I I feel like especially on the fucking uh on the, the gay apps like Grinder and yeah. I think Tinder's a little different. I yeah. use gay Tinder, but like ninety percent of people don't even read your fucking bio. Right. They just look at the pictures <laughs> and I'm just like, What the fuck? The bio, at least for me, is the first place I look. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, where did that shit come from? Like, because, like, even you and I were talking one time when you came over and you were talking about how, you know, you hated how transactional the gay community is. Yeah. That it's like, oh, what can I get out of you?
1: You know? Right. And, and Twitter, like, I mean, I do porn, right? And so I'm on a grinder. There's a link to my, like, shit, you know? And so I get why people would, like, I mean, I didn't talk to you for years because you're on your grinder. It was like, only gonna film and i was like i'm not gonna hit this fucker up <laughs> i was like this arrogant asshole <laughs> i remember that shit at the club i was ripping out and i and i never i wouldn't even tap you nothing in fact i probably blocked you a couple times but, but which i did not do anything to provoke this block just be clear but i mean you had a nice dick and i was like all right let's try it um but at the time i wasn't filming but yeah gay culture just in general is like really toxic the apps i think have been really toxic um uh, yeah, it's just, so many things have changed from when we were, like, in high school. Because we didn't have grinder and shit back yeah, then. Yeah, no, you had to it's, meet someone organically. Yeah, and so now it's just, like, it's just, it's crazy. Do you, here's, uh, I had a
0: question, or a conversation with a friend the other day. And I wonder what you think about it. But, like, now with the abs and shit, you have the ability to swipe on more people in a fucking day. Sure. Than you had than you could meet organically like in an entire fucking year Mm -hmm. prior to all this shit, right? Do you feel like that has made people lazier as far as their appearance, as far as bettering themselves, as far as just the effort they're willing to put forth, just as far as everything?
1: Oh, fuck, I don't know. I mean, look, I I make sure that I have dope-ass pictures on my shit. Now, I've gone out and some people will be like, oh, you look so much better in person and some other people will be like, nope, you altered that shit, right? (laughs) And like... (laughs) But then some people are just lazy as fuck and they want to put their worst picture out there so when you meet them, they look hot as fuck and you're like, wow, it's like, you know, you underplay it and then you you deliver and you serve when you meet them and they look amazing in person. Yeah. And that's how they win you over. Um, but I wanted to, talking about image though, do you ever get anybody that like calls you out and they're like, oh, but I'm, you know, I'm fat and, you know, you would never like somebody like me or yeah, all no, of me, I all get of that you shit. judgmental, like.
0: No, I get that all the time. Like, uh, I'll get people who, like, and my profile clearly says all, in all caps, Mm -hmm. all body types. And I'll still get people who message me and they're like, oh, I'd love to, but I'm not your type or whatever. I'm like, what the?
1: Like, did you you even bother reading my fucking profile? Do you think they're just fishing? Like, they want you to say, no, like, you're great. You're, you you know, sometimes I fish all the time. I'm like... Nah, I mean, earlier today I was yeah, like, you know, I may not be that hot, right? Like, you're kind of fishing for stuff sometimes, you know? I
0: don't know, dude. I, I don't know. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, though, like, I was talking with Mariano, shout out to you the other day on the phone. But like, we were talking on the phone, and I was asking him, I was like, asked you today, I was like, should I tattoo my head? He's like, fuck no. Yeah. He's like, dude, you look like a fucking Aryan white supremacist because he's black. <laughs> and he's like, dude, I got to tell you, if we were, like, out in a social gathering and I was looking for you to talk to, you would be my dead last choice. Yeah. yeah. He's like, it's only because I know you. Yeah. But, like, no, it's it's interesting, like, because we form snap judgments about people. Yeah. Based on their appearance, like, oh, you look this way, therefore you must yeah. be this way, or this must be your type, or you know
1: what and I mean? And they always go after the wrong ones. Like yesterday, someone on my TikTok was like, oh, you act like you're kind, and you act like, but well, you know you wouldn't, like, date a fat person. I was what like, the fuck? Yeah, so then I felt like I had this need in my life to go back on TikTok and respond to this bullshit. Oh, And be God. like, I apologize Man. on behalf of all adult <laughs> 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 that it made you feel so small and belittled, right? Which, which I really didn't have to do, but I, you know, I do. Again, there's a sense of, and maybe I don't, I shouldn't feel this, but there's a sense of responsibility that I feel like I had to say, listen, what you're saying is, um, is there's some truth to that, and I want to acknowledge what you are saying as partially true, um, but I also want to let you know that not everybody's like that, yeah. um, and that, you know, I have my own story of when I was overweight and didn't feel loved and encouraged in our community. And so I hope to be that beacon of light to somebody else and really be like, no, like, you know, you can be who you are, but you have to love who you are first.
0: Yeah, yeah no, that's, <sighs> fuck, I don't know that. Okay. Yeah, personal responsibility. Yeah, no, I don't think a lot of people truly take that seriously. That like when you get to a certain level, whether Mm -hmm. you're a porn star or you're a cop or you're whatever, that you're held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. That what you do gets put under a magnifying glass. And even like I'm aware of the way I look and I'm aware of the assumptions that people make about me. Like even if it's in public, even if I'm going into a store, Mm Like, I will go out of my way to hold the door and be nice and always be super kind because I just hope that when people have that interaction with me that they're like, oh, actually, I was completely wrong about everything I assumed, you know, and that they'll carry that on to their next, you know, Mm -hmm. interaction. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's look this is all of it this has been interesting and I will say this much nothing prepared me for this journey like I mean even go-go dancing like all of it I feel like all that's part of this adult entertainment world but nothing really prepared me for this world right and I think that gay culture really and we're talking a lot about it but it became even more real after I entered this world um and god just the Look, if there's if there's anything as we're wrapping this up soon, I, if there's anything I can just say to people, it's just to be kind, yeah. to 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 show love to one another, um, to get help if you really truly like not even truly, but just to heal yourself, you know, be a better person for you, yeah. because at the end of the day, the the gay boys at the bar or whoever it is that make that is making you feel, you're allowing them to make you feel like this, and yeah. I probably I'm gonna go back and listen to this myself, so, but. <laughs> But it's the truth, you know, it's a journey for all of us, and I think entering the adult entertainment world, there's a whole other level of scrutiny, and there's a whole other level of reality that comes with it, and what blows my mind is that gay porn is so popular, people watch it all the time, but yet it's also harshly judged at times, and people really will put you in a box. And it's it's one of those like oxymoron things where it's like you love it, you watch it, you pay for it, but then you're going to judge and do this X, Y, and Z here, you know? And so I just, there's a level of shit that we have to go through, but at the end of the day, even for me, it's just finding that level of comfort and love that I have for myself and realizing every day that I wake up that I'm worthy of that love and I'm worthy of that greatness. And whether if I'm doing porn or if I'm doing corporate or if I'm walking into a church, that I am just, I'm a human, I'm a whole person. And that is, the most single valuable thing that we can have. It doesn't matter if you're Democrat, Republican, black, white, whatever it is. We have to start looking at people as a whole person, as who they are yeah. um, and respecting that. And I think that when we find that level of respect and stop turning everything into a divisive X, Y, and Z, or my yeah. pain is here, or I'm better looking than you are. Oh, I just think huh. as a whole, we're going to become a better, we're going to become better because of them.
0: Yeah, no. And like, I just want to say you on like the political thing, like, that shit drives me crazy. Cause yeah. like let's say you're whatever race, right? Like, if I were to say, like, oh, all Mexicans are this way, or all blacks are this way, or all whites yeah. are this way, that's like some fucked up racist shit. Period. But there's end all, of there's story. all these
1: power bottoms out there that shouldn't get paid equally, but go ahead. <laughs> right? So obviously <laughs> that's bullshit. But the same thing can be said, like You know, people
0: are so quick to be like, oh, all fucking conservatives are evil or all fucking liberals are evil. And it's like, dude, no two conservatives believe the same thing. No two liberals believe the same thing. Like, I know some judgmental fucking liberals and some fucking super accepting and loving conservatives. And like a lot of the times, if you actually like, I've sat down a liberal and a conservative together and they went like issue by issue about how they felt about stuff. They actually had more in common than not in okay. common. Okay, You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I guess what I'm trying to say is there's some conservatives that love Trump, and there's conservatives who can't fucking stand it. Sure. Do you see what I mean? Like, it's a spectrum.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, you know, just like I'm sure there have
1: been some drag performances. I mean, when Trump went up there and said other... Mexicans were bad people, yeah, you know. Just <laughs> <laughs> No, no, let me, listen, I first of all, again, I want to acknowledge what Jason said and be like, okay, there is some truth to that. I have tons of conservative people in my my family, you know, um, but this is my thing. If any conservatives who are watching, and I'm sure that there is, who just, yeah. they're not out, and so they watch shit like this because it allows some relief for them. It's more important for me that those conservatives that may not be the neoconservatives which is like the super crazy far right conservatives it is more important for me that they stand up and that they say listen why are you going after these right queens why why there's plenty i I haven't seen it and i and i'm around a lot of but you're watching a lot
0: of the news though and this is only gonna feed you stuff i have
1: a lot of family and friends in fact i had a i had a family conversation last time i'm at home and uh she said the same thing she goes she goes hector they're not all they're not all like that, but you'd like to put us all together. And I looked at her and I said, well, when was the last time that you posted something in my defense? And they don't because they don't want to disrupt whatever group they're in. But But the same thing can be said about the flip side. Oh, one hundred percent, one hundred percent. But I only have one side right now, trying to take rights from my community. Yeah, no, no, right? I'm, I'm just yeah, devil's advocate, yeah, yeah, no, the no, sake no, yeah, it. yeah, no, totally, right. they not an argument. I, what you're saying is valid. I, Republicans aren't going away anywhere. Democrats. The problem is that things are getting so crazy that the separate. I'm more yeah. moderate, but the separation is getting so far apart. I just wish that there would be more <laughs> liberals. Okay, that listen on my social media accounts, I have no problem posting. Uh, um, a conservative opinion. I have lots of people, I've had people tell me off. When Trump started to run, I was like, maybe we need a businessman in office. Maybe we need somebody that has done this, right? But then it was all of his rhetoric after that I, couldn't, yeah. I just didn't understand, I couldn't get it because as an American, I had never seen that from a president before, right? But yeah. the same thing can be said about liberals, right? You, you have some of these liberals that are like, so, I mean, Nancy Pelosi, said some crazy ass shit. And I'm like, whoa, where did that come from, right? Yeah. And I'm like, how can I as a liberal stand by that? But I will gladly post something, but I do get crucified for it, right? Yeah. But I guess I mean, as a gay person, when it comes to conservative values, I think that gay people can have a family. I think eh. that they can be just as conservative as as a heterosexual couple. I just think that if you wanna be a Trump-loving conservative, even if it's not Trump-loving, I just want them to start standing up and saying, wait a minute, these gay people are our kids, they are our sisters, they are our brothers, they are our friends, they are productive people in society. And yeah. what you are doing is wrong. And when do we move past this ridiculous culture war of, um, drag stories that don't even happen all across the country i mean it's very no. small why when are we going to stop making these little division these little topics that divide our country i'm tired of going home and fighting with my family i'm yeah. so tired of going home and saying i have to defend it i don't even like go to drag queen story hour i don't i, no, I don't even I've want to be a drag queen like I, that's not even my world but i find myself having to defend their rights because the moment that they take away those rights, then they're going to go after gay marriage again. They're going well, to start going like after the, all um, of these
0: things. It's like, a, what was the fucking, um, it was, it was a Jewish guy. It was a, a quote after world war two. is mm-hmm. like, first they went for the socialist and I said nothing because I wasn't the yeah. socialist. Then they went for them right. Then they went for them Then they went for them. And then the end is, then they came for me and there was no one left to speak for right. me. Right. And, I don't know, I just, well, I, I I don't like us well, versus sure. them.
1: Let's be fair, though. Uh, uh, well, I, I don't even know if this is true. You don't have liberals going out there saying you can't worship your God, you can't take your kids to church. Uh, I mean... That one, okay. Is, is it out there?
0: Yeah. Okay. Because, like, my son is conservative. Okay. Um, you yeah, know, he's in the army, and, uh-huh. you know, that's... But like, yeah, no, they're, there I will say, cause the, the, that's the problem with the news it only feed, mm-hmm. the algorithm only feeds you sure. stuff that it knows you want to hear. Sure. So like some of the stuff that my son sends me, I would have never known about had he not sent it to me. And somebody, sure. I'm just like, what? Yeah. Like, it's just, I don't know. At the end sure. of the day, like we need to come together and.
1: We'll lift it, each other up. We'll end it on that. Power and top here. Power top and power bottom coming together. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not oh, going to film with you unless I get the same pay.
0: <laughs> oh my God, dude. Okay. If you no. didn't have anywhere to go, we'd be going to the fucking bedroom right now.
1: <laughs> listen, I I appreciate you allowing me to have the opportunity to speak freely and openly. Um, you know I don't give a yeah, shit about no, being politically you know, correct. Listen, so. a lot of people, I, I hate to, I was talking to my counselor about this yesterday. Um they like to put us in a box uh, and yeah, keep yeah. you there. And they don't think that there's anything, there's no substance outside of that. So for me to uh-huh. have the opportunity to really have openness and talk about lots of things that we talked about today, I think that it's important. And um, I hope that some of your viewers will turn into fans of mine. Yes, and, uh... speaking of which, <laughs> is there anything you want to plug? <laughs> no, I mean, I have another Twitter. This is my third Twitter
0: <laughs> Okay, all right. If you I don't even know what it is. is like, Twitter gets banned. <laughs> I will post the updated one. Listen,
1: I had 60K in like three months, and I was really proud of that. No, that's impressive. I, I was like, I went to my first porn stream, I was like, yeah, 60K in three months. How, what do you have, right? And then like a week later, that shit got suspended. And I was like, all right, God, like, <laughs> I got fucked over on that one. And then I started my second one, 35K in like three months again, suspended. Anyways, my new account is LockedThugX. That's, on, that's my Twitter account
0: thug X. Okay, yeah. what about Instagram and anything
1: else? Oh, my Instagram? I have a lot of followers. Not as much as you. I was shocked at how many you had. How the fuck do you not I'm know solid. your account, dude? It's Latin Jock, right? Latin underscore Jock.
0: Latin yeah, underscore those Jock. my two. Okay, what about OnlyFans and Just for Fans?
1: There's no LinkedIn account on those two. Just go to there and you can find it. For people who are lazy. My Jock. Oh my God, I don't even know what my Just for Fans is. Oh my God, dude. All aboard the All aboard the fail boat. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, just look the tag and you can find it. It's all there.
0: Okay, all right. So go to his Twitter page and click the just the all my links or whatever it is because he's too fucking lazy. Although when you do a Google search,
1: all of our shit pops up. So
0: <laughs> that's true. But seriously, this is like my very first in-person interview. So I hope you guys all enjoyed it. We love you all.